Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. My name is Lorraine, and I am your host today. Uh, we are uh, on episode 30.3, and we are reading 1 Corinthians chapter 15. So welcome, and uh, thank you for joining me again, uh, yet another episode. Uh, I hope you are all well, and uh, everything's good. Um, everything's good here, as far as I know. Uh, <laughs> Back from Hawaii, back in my little room here, because uh, I'm uh, everybody's downstairs, so uh, it's easy for me to do this up here in the quiet. So, uh, so again, welcome and thank you for being here, and uh, just glad that you're able to. I don't know what time it is that you're watching or listening, whatever way that you're checking in on us, but uh, morning, noon, night. Hope that you're having a good one. So, um, so I am going to. Uh, start us out in prayer like I always do and uh, and then we're going to dive right into chapter 15 because it's a little lengthy so uh, we'll go ahead and get right into it um, <clears throat> so let's pray holy and mighty God we are at your throne we are so grateful and so thankful for all that you do for us and all that you provide for us we are so thankful that you are in control and that we don't have to worry about anything. We just put it all in your hands. We let you take the reins and you take care of us. You do it in a way that we can never do. We're thankful for all you provide for us. Uh, you provide everything that we need when we need it. You know it before we need it. Uh, Lord, we just uh, ask you to just uh, continue to bless us and take care of us. And uh, especially our families and our friends, uh, just uh, bless them and watch over them. We thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus, Lord, and we're thankful for his sacrifice on the cross and the blood that he shed for us. Thank you for this time in your word. I pray that you anoint this time and you carve it into our hearts and into our souls and into our minds. Help us to live it and be a part of it. It's not just words on a page. This is your history. And we're just so thankful that you have allowed us to become intimate with you and your and your ways. Lord, open up our hearts and our minds, empty us of ourselves and of the world, and allow uh, your word to permeate into us. <clears throat> Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> All right. Episode 30.3, chapter 15, 1 Corinthians. The resurrection of Christ. <clears throat> Let me now remind you, dear brothers and sisters, of the good news I preached to you before. You welcomed it then and you will stand firm in it. It is this good news that saves you if you continue to believe the message I told you. Unless, of course, you believe something that was never true in the first place. I passed on to you what was most important and what had also been passed on to me. Christ died for our sins. Just as the scripture said, he was buried and he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the scripture said. He was seen by Peter and then by the twelve. After that, he was seen by more than 500 of his followers at one time most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Then he was seen by James and later by all the apostles. 
Last of all, as though I had been born, last of all, as though I had been born at the wrong time, I also saw him, for I am the least of the apostles. In fact, I'm not even worthy to be called an apostle after the way I persecuted God's church. But whatever I am now, it is all because God poured out his special favor over me, on me, and not without results. For I have worked harder than any of the other apostles, yet it was not I, but God, who was working through me by his grace. So it makes no difference whether I preach or they preach, for we all preach the same message you have already believed. The Resurrection of the Dead But tell me this, since we preach that Christ rose from the dead, why are some of you saying there will be no resurrection of the dead? For if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, then all our preaching is useless. And your faith is useless, and we apostles would be lying about God. For we have said that God raised Christ from the grave, but that can't be true if there is no resurrection of the dead. And if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless, and you are still guilty of your sins. In that case, all who have died believing in Christ are lost. And if our hope in Christ is only for this life, we are more to be pitied than anyone in the world. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. He is the first of a great harvest of all who have died. So you see, just as death came into the world through a man, now the resurrection from the dead has begun through another man. Just as everyone dies because we all belong to Adam, everyone who belongs to Christ will be given new life. But there is an order to this resurrection. Christ was raised as the first of the harvest. Then all who belong to Christ will be raised when he comes back. After that, the end will come. When he will return the kingdom over to God, when he will turn the kingdom over to God the Father, having destroyed every ruler and authority and power. For Christ must reign until he humbles all his enemies beneath his feet. And the last enemy to be destroyed his death. For the scriptures say God has put all things under his authority. Of course, when it says all things are under his authority, that does not include God himself, who gave Christ his authority. Then, when all things are under the, his authority, the Son will put himself under God's authority so that God, who gave his, his Son authority over all things, will be utterly supreme over everything, everywhere. If the dead will not be raised, what point is there in people being baptized for those who are dead? Why do it unless the dead will someday rise again? And why should we ourselves risk our lives hour by hour? For I swear, dear brothers and sisters, that I face death daily. This is as certain as my pride in what Christ Jesus our Lord has done in you. And what value was there in fighting wild beasts? those people of Ephesus, if there will be no resurrection from the dead. And if there is no resurrection, let's feast and drink, for tomorrow we die. Don't be fooled by those who say such things, for bad company corrupts good character. Think carefully about what is right and stop sinning, for to, you, for to your shame I say that some of you don't know God at all. The Resurrection Body. 
But someone may ask, how will the dead be raised? What kind of bodies will they have? What a foolish question. When you put a seed into the ground, it doesn't grow into a plant unless it dies first. And what you put in the ground is not the plant that will grow, but only a bare seed of wheat or whatever you are planting. Then God gives it the new body he wants it to have. A different plant grows from each kind of seed. Similarly, there are different kinds of flesh, one kind for humans, another for animals, another for birds, and another for fish. There are also bodies in the heavens and bodies on the earth. The glory of the heavenly bodies is different from the glory of the earthly bodies. The sun has one kind of glory, while the moon and stars each have another kind. And even the stars differ from each other in their glory. It is the same way with the resurrection of the dead. Our earthly bodies are planted in the ground when we die, but they will be raised to live forever. Our bodies are buried in brokenness, but they will be raised in glory. They are buried in weakness, but they will be raised in strength. They are buried as natural human bodies, but they will be raised as spiritual bodies. For just as they are natural, there are natural bodies, there are also spiritual bodies. The scriptures tell us the first man, Adam, became a living person, but the last Adam, that is Christ, is a life-giving spirit. What comes first is the natural body, then the spiritual body comes later. Adam, the first man, was made from the dust of the earth, while Christ, the second man, came from heaven. Earthly people are like the earthly man, and heavenly people are like the heavenly man. Just as we are now, like the earthly man, we will someday be like the heavenly man. What I am saying, dear brothers and sisters, is that our physical bodies cannot inherit the kingdom of God. These dying bodies cannot inherit what will last forever. But let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. We will not all die, but we will all be transformed. It will happen in a moment, in the blink of an eye, when the last trumpet is blown. For when the trumpet sounds, those who have died will be raised to live forever, and we who are living will also be transformed. For our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Our, mor our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies. Then, when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die, the scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. O oh, death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? For sin is the sting that results in death, and the law gives sin its power. But thank God, he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. So my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. <clears throat> All right. Always good stuff, I feel like. Um, I did some highlighting and um, things that I notated uh, was the uh, very first verse. Let me now remind you, dear brothers and sisters, of the good news I preached to you before. You welcomed it then and you still stand firm in it. I always put a little line under the good news because we all know that Jesus is the good news. I passed on to you what was most important. And that had also been passed on to me. Christ died for our sins. That was verse 3. 
just as the scripture said. And then it goes through the whole basically the gospel. Uh, he was buried and he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the scripture said. He was seen by Peter and by the twelve. After that, he was seen by more than 500 of the followers at one time. Um, and then in 9, I thought this was interesting, uh, how he viewed himself. For I am the least of the apostles. In fact, I am not even worthy to be called an apostle after the way I persecuted God's church. And he's kind of still beating himself up over that. But, you know, he's a believer, so he's been saved and his sins have been forgiven. So, um, But whatever I am now, it is all because God poured out his special favor on me and not without results. For I have worked harder than any of the other apostles. Uh, but it's not me. Uh, it's God who is working through me. So, you know, God works through us. Uh, and you have to give him the glory for what you do. It's not us. So make, it makes no difference whether I preach or they preach. doesn't matter as long as the word's getting out there. <clears throat> and then they talk about the resurrection of the dead. He goes through a whole long list of things. Um, for if there's no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised either. Well, we all know that that's not true. Well, we know Christ was raised from the dead, so there is a resurrection. And because of that, we... Uh, our bodies are going to get transformed is what I'm understanding from all of this. Um, and then uh, I did underline, uh, but in fact, 20, uh, verse 20, but in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. He is the first of a great harvest of all who have died. Um, so you see, just as death came into the world through a man, now the resurrection from the dead has begun through another man. Just as everyone dies because we all belong to Adam, everyone who belongs to Christ will be given new life. Um, and Christ was raised as the first of the harvest, then all who belong to Christ will be raised when he comes back. It all makes sense to me. Uh, for Christ must reign until he humbles all his enemies beneath his feet, and the last enemy to be destroyed is death. God has put all things under his authority. And then the Son will put himself under God's authority so that God who gave his Son authority over all things will be utterly supreme over everything, everywhere. And then I, under uh, 30, I underlined, and why should we, or why should we ourselves risk our lives hour by hour? For I swear, dear brothers and sisters, that I face death daily. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he was, you know, constantly under scrutiny. And uh, the chance of being stoned to death for going out there and preaching. And then I put a little star next to this uh, in 33. Bad company corrupts good character. Uh, I remember my old pastor, uh, Robert, uh, he would say, you're known by the people you hang out with. And I've told that to my kids several times. And it's true. Uh, you know, Jesus was hanging out with all the rabble and, the you know, the sinners and the course the Pharisees are looking at him thinking you know that's what he is too so although we know that that's not the truth unfortunately people are people and that's what they choose to believe if you're hanging out with unsavory people they're going to think you're unsavory even if you're not so it's uh, just human nature um and then uh you know I think what he's talking about here and it it's uh I think in this section, I don't know for sure, but I think he's referencing uh, the rapture. 
coming up, uh, saying, you know, that these bodies cannot, uh, this, these bodies stay here on earth and we get new bodies uh, to, that go to heaven. So, um, you know, these bodies just can't go. I mean, when you go to a funeral, uh, to a viewing, you're going to see that body there, but their spirit is not there anymore. So, <clears throat> so down in 51, oh yeah, it says 50. What I'm saying to your brothers and sisters is that our physical bodies cannot inherit the kingdom of God. These dying bodies cannot inherit what will last forever. So we have, we will get forever bodies. But let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. Uh, but we will all be transformed. We're not going to die. We're going to be transformed. It will happen in a moment, in the blink of an eye, when the last trumpet is blown. For when the trumpet sounds, those who have died will be raised to live forever, and we who are living will also be transformed. So, you know, with the rapture, I don't know how that's going to work. I don't, you know, I don't get it. All I know is that in the, just like that, one second you're going to be here, the next second you're going to be in heaven. So, that's going to be really interesting. Uh, for our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal, immortal bodies. And then in 55, we've all heard this scripture, I think. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? I think that's in a song. And then, of course, the last uh, couple of verses. For sin is the sting that results in death, and the law gives sin its power, but thank God. He gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. So my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Uh, always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. Doesn't matter what you do. Doesn't matter. No. As long as you're doing it for the Lord, it is not useless. So that's it for today. Uh, we've uh, covered 15. Always good stuff. I always say that. Um, and I always enjoy getting to read uh, God's word for you. So, And uh, in uh, the same uh, reference here, uh, talking about uh, being believers, uh, if you haven't made a choice for Jesus, if you haven't uh, made a decision to become a follower of Christ, uh, now is your moment. Uh, as always, I will give you that uh, time to say uh, your prayer, receive it into your heart, receive Jesus into your heart, and uh, confess it with your mouth, and uh, you will be saved. So uh, let's pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know that I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your one and only Son, Jesus Christ. It's his perfect and spotless blood that covers all of my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, congratulations and welcome into the brotherhood and sisterhood of Christ. And uh, we're just tickled that you get to be a part of this. Uh, it's amazing life, and uh, nothing you will regret, I promise, uh, for be becoming a believer. So uh, if you said it today, uh, mark it in your Daily Walk Bible uh, on this date that uh, you said the sinner's prayer, and 
became a believer. We encourage you, Jeremiah and I, uh, to uh, get to a church, get to a pastor, and uh, start living your life for Jesus. Um, join a, join a uh, ministry or do some volunteer work, uh, start a Bible study. Uh, it could be anything. So uh, just uh, start living for Christ. So that's it for today. Um, got two more days and we will have Jeremiah back with us again. So uh, I did try to get him to do it yesterday with me, but he's too busy with work. So we'll get him back. Don't worry. Uh, until then, uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Have a good night. God bless.